1: Let's talk a little team, man, because that's what I'm missing. We're not talking enough about the team. It's all this recruiting stuff all the time, which
2: I love. But, man, I want to talk about this football team because I'm excited about this year. That's the most important group. That's nestled right in front of the 23 class Mm -hmm. is the Notre Dame team that takes the field September 3rd up at the Horseshoe to face off against Ohio State. And we were discussing, and it would be great to see what you guys are going to say in the chat, because, you know – Going into camp, I'm gonna give my first one, which starts with camp. But we want to talk about the obstacles mm-hmm. that face Notre Dame, the biggest obstacles facing Notre Dame going into this season. And mm-hmm. can I start with camp itself? Yeah. Start wherever you want, buddy. I need I need help. health. Health mm-hmm. coming out of fall camp. Is that's number that's the yeah. first. And for me, the yep. most important obstacle health coming out of fall camp. we we everywhere know everyone, you know we have you know all of these shows we're able to do now. these young fans, they don't know what it was like waiting to read an article or to hear from a loose emoji from a weekly newsletter right updating who was hurt, who's gonna miss the season someone tore this, someone tore that the anguish. I just reading that, like, oh, now we have to replace this guy, replace that guy. Let me tell you something. For this team, this goes back to what Marcus Freeman said. He said, I envision this roster being 1A and 1Bs. I don't see mm-hmm. first, second string. He said, our depth is very strong up the middle. Running back to quarterback, Defensive line, linebacker, all the way back to the secondary. He said, Mm -hmm. We're building on the perimeters. We're still building on the perimeters, but up the middle, we have those 1A and 1Bs. Mm
3: -hmm. And then
2: he mentioned the running back room. And what happens? Jadarian Price. Right. Terrace is Achilles. Right. And now we're going to Logan (laughs) Logan Diggs' Diggs shoulder. Shoulder from the blue and gold game. And now it's like, okay, look. We know how good this team can be. Right? And you know, I talked to my guy jokingly this weekend and I said, look, man, like tell me what it's like. Like you, you because the current players, they pay attention to all the recruiting buzz, mm-hmm. 23, 24, who they get. And they're they're like, okay, it's time for us to take center stage now. The timeout for all of these guys that aren't here. Mm -hmm. it's time for us to take center stage they're raring to go they've been hitting each other for months (laughs) running against each other testing each other for months and now coach speak right you hear this all the time let's go out here and take care of each other
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you've had to say it to players let's go out here and take care of one another Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: that more than any other season for me has to be paramount let's go out here let's compete there might be a few jobs on the line but at the end of the day let's take care of each other and mm-hmm. hopefully we come out unscathed you know you know they're going to be that's going to be soreness you're going to have some nicks and knacks and twisted mm-hmm. ankles some guys are going to have to going to have to take a couple of days off at the end of the day everyone that's projected to so run on that field in the top 22 right now, you want them physically to be able yeah. to run out there and do it. And if they get beat out by someone else, then you're fine with that because of the competition.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: If you don't have some guys getting bumps and bruises in fall camp, it's because you're not being physical enough and you're not going to be prepared to win, right? right. Like, that's just going to happen. I think health is an, is is the biggest obstacle. I mean, and really, we, you and I kind of talked about three specific areas to dive mm-hmm. into, which we'll get into, but both of them really kind of come around to health. Yeah, I right. mean, our, our number one yeah. priority is Tyler Buckler's health. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing, and it's not so much from the standpoint of his injury history. You know, the kid sprained his ankle fall going walking down the steps, right? Like, yeah. I don't anticipate this being a consistent problem in his career, you know? Um, he's a kid that tore his ACL. That's just one of those fluky things. It doesn't promote a, a history of long-term injuries. Like, the things that kind of kept him out of games this year are things he could have played with as the starting quarterback. You know, like the the, the hamstring injury. Like, if he if he's a starting quarterback, he still plays. You just would have kept him in the pocket. The problem is, is his role was as a runner. Yeah, and so he couldn't play through the pulled hamstring as a runner, right? You know, so you couldn't tailor his game to that, right? right. So, you know, but but whatever the, whatever that, whether you think he's injury prone or not, we can all agree that you need Tyler Buckner to stay healthy this year oh, to be a the doubt. team they're capable of. Because right when we talk about obstacles, the obstacles aren't you know if this happens, they're going to go eight and four, right? I, I remember going into twenty fifteen, we're having the same conversation. If Malik Zaire gets hurt, Notre Dame is going to be in big <laughs> big trouble. And I was like, no, they won't. They'll be fine. Like Malik was my guy. As you know, yeah. you, you know how what kind of player I thought he could be. Yeah, you know what I think that team could have been if he yeah. doesn't get hurt. But I was like, they're going to be fine because they have Deshaun Kaiser and he's still throwing to flipping Will Fuller and Chris Brown and you know handing off to see Torian Folston, who we thought was going to be that guy at the time, and yeah. you know, and he's going to have a great O line and all this other kind of stuff. Like they'll be fine. And and
2: yeah, I kind of feel the same when you're trailing under a minute left on the road. Feels good to just say I'm just throwing throw it out the wheel fuller. <laughs> just go get yeah, it. Yeah, just throw it as far as you can. No bills get I can. it.
1: Right. Like yeah. okay. <laughs> right, we'll get it. You know, um, hey, let's run a wheel route to CJ Pro out of the backfield, right? You have some dudes. But the 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 point is is that that you know, Tyler Buckner, like if Drew Pine's got to step in a starting lineup, no name can beat almost almost any team on their schedule mm-hmm. if he just runs the offense. Yeah. But that's 10 and two compared to are you a playoff team? Are you a championship team? And that's the standard. And to me, there's really only one quarterback on the roster, in my opinion, right now, that can be that type of guy, yeah. uh, because of then the depth at other positions. Mm-hmm. Because I like the receiver room a lot, but let's be honest, there is no Will Fuller on that roster right now. No. There is no Michael Floyd on that roster right now. Because in 2011, you had a you had a a, a Michael Mayer type of Tyler Offer, but you also had you also had Michael Floyd. You know, so there isn't that guy. So the quarterback has to be a little bit more of a playmaker as those guys emerge. And so to me, the reason I say what I say about Tyler is because I do believe that Tyler Buckner is that guy. And, you know, I kind of like to do this thing, and I wish everyone would do this. If you think that a guy you're watching in high school is the answer over a guy that's currently on the team and has some evidence that makes you not think highly of that guy, I'm being serious here because I have to do this myself, go back and watch the highlights of that kid at the same age. So I've had people tell me like, well, you know, Notre, Notre Dame is screwed because they didn't get Dante Moore because Tyler Buckner's not that guy and C.J. Carr not blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to argue with you too much because everybody knows my stance on Dante Moore. But I'm like, but have we forgotten just how good Tyler Buckner was as a junior in high school? And I'm like, how about you go back and watch Tyler Buckner's film and then watch Dante Moore's film and tell me that Tyler Buckner ain't that guy? Right. Because if you look at them in the same age of development, Tyler Buckner, they're different players. Tyler Buckner was a dude, you know, going into his senior year, he was considered going into the summer before his senior year. He was considered a five-star quarterback. And then they had the elite 11 with the, with the change in throwing motion. And he didn't play his senior year and all that stuff kind of stunt, salt, stunted that momentum. But he was a dude. And, and, and why was he a dude, Sean? I mean, we, the running ability is outstanding. The playmaking of it, I mean, you'll see him kind of scrambling all around and they just flick it down the field to some somebody nobody else in the, in the stadium saw except for yeah. Tyler Buckner. Yeah. But he's also a kid that can sit in the pocket and pick you apart and make throws down the field and with good timing and anticipation. He's not just some, you know, run throw guy that you're hoping can develop as a passer. It's, I hope that his passing that we saw in high school is still there because he was really good at it. And, and to me, he's the kind of guy that can put the, uh, the everybody else around him on his shoulders and say, hey, I got this. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I still think Notre Dame needs that to compete for a championship. I don't think Notre Dame is good enough, in my opinion, as a program yet. To They can't win with a Stetson Bennett like Georgia could because the right. town around him was so good right. that they could still win. You know, people have talked about, well, Bama's won a title with Greg McElroy and A.J. McCarron and Jacob Coker. Uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, but the town around them was so good that you could win in spite of them. I don't think Notre Dame is there, and most teams aren't. Yeah, you take Joe Burrow off LSU, and you replace him with just about anybody in the country other than Trevor Lawrence, and LSU is still really good that year. They don't win a title. Yeah, in my opinion, I agree. You know, and and we've seen that with Trevor. You know, when 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 he played in twenty twenty, they were a playoff team. When he didn't play in two games, they barely beat Boston College and lost another name. Yep. You know, and, and so – th- because Clemson isn't at the point where they can just put anybody quarterback. Look at Kelly Bryant. You know, like the one time Bama and Clemson played and and Clemson didn't belong on that field was when they had Kelly Bryant at quarterback. Yeah. Even games they lost with Trevor or – not actually, they didn't lose to Bama with Trevor. But with Deshaun, I mean, that was a four-quarter – you know, back and forth, back and forth great game. Fight, yeah. When they played in 2017, they didn't. They didn't belong on the field that no. day. You know, and then they smoked them in 2018 with Trevor Lawrence. And I just feel like Notre Dame is is in a position where they need a quarterback. They're not the roster isn't there yet where they can just a game manager can lead you to a title, right? But 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 what we saw last year is that a game manager can lead you to 11 and one, right? We saw Ian Book a game that can lead you to a playoff game, but to take that next step, which is the goal, yeah. they got they need a playmaker, and especially with I don't think the schedule is as tough as people think it is top to bottom. I actually think it's kind of a softish schedule after yeah. the first four.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people rank it. I've seen it ranked top eight because I've of the seen top it ranked like twelve. Yeah,
1: because not many teams have three guys, three teams that somebody ranks in the top five which USC is ranked in the top five by ESPN yeah and Clemson and Ohio State obviously are the top is incredibly challenging mm-hmm. right but it's after that it's it's there's there's just not a lot of really good stuff there
2: yeah because I take so, the Cam Hart approach right to USC like you gonna have to beat me to prove it right like until further notice right I'm, I'm not really taking you seriously right you know right will you be better down the line right more than likely but
1: but unlike last year, where it was yeah. Cincinnati and then a big drop off between the next two teams, right? Mm-hmm. Wisconsin and Purdue. I mean, big drop off. Yep. This year, there's like three Cincinnatis. Yeah, two, two. Excuse me, two Cincinnatis. Excuse me, two Cincinnatis. Clemson and, and Ohio State. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and so in order to beat them, you you need that guy. Well, you know what? I'm going
2: I'm going to hold off on Clemson. I just we don't know we let, don't me just, know let me just we don't say say know what they
1: have at court. Let me just say this, Sean. That's the only reason. The reason that it they're, they're in that conversation for me now is because we're talking about the Notre Dame offense against the against Clemson. Oh yeah, because we're you know what I mean, like yeah. Clemson to me is is they're not what they were in 2018 or no. or 2015 or 16. However, their defense is, is in front seven is every bit as good as those teams they had. Yeah. And if Notre Dame doesn't have a game changer quarterback, then that game's going to look a lot like the Georgia Clemson game last year.
2: Yeah, that's my that's my thing. But then I'll point to, I'll raise you, raise a little bit in the pot. I'll sprinkle the pot a little bit
3: mm-hmm.
2: and raise you with this counter. I go back once again to a really good defense that Brent Venables had. In that, in that championship game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And thinking about, you know, Trevor Lawrence coming back, you say, okay, Trevor Lawrence was the difference. Well, of course he was. Sure. All right? Absolutely. But if you really go watch both of those games and really focus on the front, mm-hmm. just focus on the front, Notre Dame won both of those games in the trenches. Correct. And totality.
1: Well, and especially the first game because they didn't have Tyler yeah. Davis. Right. Right.
2: Even with Tyler Davis, if you watch that first quarter and a half. Yeah.
1: They were moving the ball.
2: It yeah, should have Notre been 17 Dame, nothing
1: at the end of the first quarter.
2: Notre Dame was handling, and I don't. Yeah. Look, I'm not worried about Notre Dame physically against anyone in particular. When I say worried, I'm not saying that they won't have troubles but I'm not going in the game yeah. like oh my god I don't see any way
1: he, here's my counter to that Sean I'm going to counter your counter with another counter couple things number 1 that 2020 Clemson defense and not have Miles Murphy and Brian Breezy on it not 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 in who they are they were are the now. babies they were the they babies they were freshmen they were the babies right. yeah right and they are they are much better players now than anything Clemson had that you're like now oh, no one's yeah. talking about Tyler Davis anymore like he's right. like the, an afterthought now at Clemson because of how good those <laughs> kids are right and then Trenton Simpson is a is, I mean, their linebackers weren't as good as this group is inside, yeah. in my opinion. Uh number two, it, it's it reminds me like of the, the 2017 Georgia game. That was the best Notre Dame line that they've ever had, but Notre Dame struggled to to, to win that game because they didn't have a playmaker a quarterback that could beat you with his arm and his legs, and they didn't have the skill around it to so Notre Dame could go toe to toe with Clemson and still score 13 points. Mm-hmm. If, and that's where we come down to the quarterback that's why the quarterback is so important because in my opinion, because of what I think of the defense and the offensive line and the skill as long as health is good that they are a a, a they are Tyler Buckner being what I hope he is and think he is away from saying they may not beat everybody but they can beat everybody yeah that's the difference. And I think that's where some of us need to kind of just look. If you're if you're in this doubting Tyler Buckner thing, I just encourage you to go back and watch his junior film again, right, and just refresh yourself of what he is. And if you're going to watch the second half of the Virginia Tech game in order to talk yourself off of the Tyler Buckner bandwagon, then I would encourage you to also watch the first half of that game to
2: get back on, and that's the key for me. Remember I told you I had to go back to make sure I wasn't being too critical. Tyler Buckner. And I said, you know what? Even in watching him struggle, I still saw how he could be successful in this offense. It was like he struggled because, yeah, he didn't read the coverage right. He threw the pick six. That happens. He's young. Like, you expect that to happen. You don't want it to happen. Let's go to the interception in the fourth quarter. He The play he rolled his ankle on. He just missed the pass. Like, he literally mm-hmm. created an opportunity for a big play on a big third down mm-hmm. by scrambling out to the right. He just he overthrew the guy. The guy was open. He overthrew him, and then he twisted his ankle. Mm-hmm. And this is what you expect to get. You right. expect him to get more comfortable in the system, know what he's doing, know what he's supposed to do. You right. have talent around him, and now – that offensive line is something he can depend on even more. It's those one to two. To three. You don't have to win a game. But best believe there are going to be two games this year that Tyler Buckner is going to have to win. Where he just can't mm-hmm. integrate himself into the team aspect and just say, okay, we're going to win this game if I just mm-hmm. do this. You know? yeah. He's, he's going to have to elevate his play.
1: Right. At because because years. your second best team this year isn't Wisconsin. No, it's no. not Purdue. Right. Right. And we saw that last year with what they the all the issues they had last year, O line, all these, they still were good enough to beat everybody. And they yeah. had games that were closer, but they were still able to just go out there and have better players than everybody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and that is still true, in my opinion, of 10 teams on the schedule. Yeah. Right. And you know, but but there to me, there are two teams, however that are like to, to, the biggest danger for Notre Dame, Sean, and this is when we'll go back to Clemson. The biggest danger Notre Dame has is a team that can, can play with them in the trenches. You don't mm-hmm. have to beat Notre Dame in the trenches. You have to be able to, play, you have to keep them from dominating you. Mm-hmm. The one team that I'm confident, at least when you're talking Notre Dame offense, it can at least play with the Notre Dame offense, offensive line and and potentially win that battle. We, we're kidding ourselves that we don't think there's a chance that Clemson could outplay Notre Dame with Breezy and Simpson and Tyler Davis. I mean, it, but that's the biggest danger for me. I'm actually more worried about that than I am teams that have great offenses but don't play defense. Oh, USC, no, uh, you know, so uh, because it's like you can. Con- it's like 2017 USC Notre Dame, right? It's the team like like USC could match Georgia's skilled talent that year, no question. But they couldn't match Georgia in the trenches, and that's why Georgia was able to beat Notre Dame. And Notre Dame absolutely curb stomped USC yeah. that year. Yeah, and that's the concern with with Clemson is if Tyler Buckner is not that guy, then they can negate the Notre Dame offense and make it a low scoring game to where Clemson doesn't need a quarterback to go out there and lead you to forty seven points in double overtime because they're going to beat you twenty to thirteen or seventeen to thirteen or you know that kind of thing. Yeah. If Tyler Buckner is that guy, then I don't care how good your defense is. He's going to go out there and make enough plays to where your offense better make some plays against us. Yeah, and, you know, looking at it from a Notre Dame standpoint, and I think to me that's the that's the that's the key for me. Sean is is if Tyler needs to because if you can take the pressure off your offensive line in ways that Jack Cone, as much as I loved him, everybody knows I'm a big Jack Cone guy, right? But the reality is is that Jack Cone could not thrive if the offensive line wasn't having a day. Correct. Tyler can.
2: And that's the difference for me.
1: You don't need your offensive line to be elite every single game to still be really good on offense with Tyler Buckner.
2: What else gives me confidence is the fact that the former staff and the way they viewed Tyler Buckner lets you know how really impactful he is. Mm -hmm. Because for them, he was the game changer. Right. He was the guy when everything kind of slowed down. Okay. Let's put him in so we can create something. Right. Right. So we can make something happen, right? And so, if they believed in him, all I'm right. I'm ecstatic to see what he can do.
1: Well, and I can tell you, talking to my sources, that there there's a lot of excitement about what he can bring to the table this year for this offense. And I'm and I'm not talking about just coaches, and I'm mm-hmm. not talking play. I mean, the, Sean and you 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 have sources, you know. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of people say if he's healthy, if if the guy we see in practice more often than not is the guy that's going to play on Saturdays this year, we're going to be all right. I mean that's the thing you can't you know because there's a lot of there's a lot of, of thought into that. People but, keep asking about why they put them in the bowl game. Marcus Freeman said before the game, "This is about sending the seniors sending out the, the right way."
2: Out the right way, yeah.
1: That's what that game was about. He said that before the game. Uh-huh. This is about sending the seniors out the right way. If so you're going to give Jack Cohn. plus, again, your offensive line was getting killed, and you were sh- – Jack Cohn threw for 500 freaking yards in the bowl game, people. Jack Cohn was not the problem in the bowl game. The quarterback was not the problem in the bowl game. You know, it was, it was everything else <laughs> besides the pass games.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working – the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Sorry, Sean, I'm actually um, also, as we're talking, I'm trying to uh, prep a story. Uh, that good. Sean Styers just sent me about uh, Notre Dame. It sounds uh, – talking to various reports, it sounds like Notre Dame has found its new baseball coach. Um, and uh, his last – his name is Sean Stifler. So um,
2: – oh, I wonder yeah. how his mom looks.
1: Uh, that, that's it's funny you say that because uh, that's exactly what um, – that's exactly what Brandon Plint's interested. Because I wonder if Stifler's mom is still hot. Uh, so that question was asked. Oh, you
2: know that joke is going to go
1: oh, yes. for a long time. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, yeah that that uh, that was that was that he's been at in the last couple of years. So we're working
2: on getting that on onto the the site as well. What's your as you do that? You know, I'm interested in understanding his development, but also trying to figure out. What part of his game is the most important part?
1: To my Buckner,
2: yeah, Because yeah. most people would just automatically say legs. Yeah, it's the pocket. Mm. It's his. It's his feel for the
1: game in the pocket. Look, legs are only going to take you so far, right? Like if you're just a runner, we saw this with Lamar Jackson against LSU in a bowl game, mm-hmm. right? Like they were able to to shut, take the pass game out. And it was just Lamar running. And it's like, well, we're, we're we're fast. We can run with you. You know, uh, if you can't sit in the pocket and beat us, whether it's your receivers aren't good enough, your line can't protect, or you can't throw, whatever the reason is, then we're going to neutralize you when you get into those big games. So again, right. we're talking about what's the biggest part of his game. Tyler Bunker can run around and play street ball and, and Notre Dame goes 10 to 2 this year. But to beat all three of, or two out of three of, or actually say three out of four of, Ohio State, BYU, Clemson, and USC, if USC is what people say they are, he's going to have to be a weapon from the pocket. He's going to have to sit in the pocket and be able to make plays. And then if he's able to do that, then when you step into the plate, you know, step up into the pocket, excuse me, and and your running becomes even more impactful now, yeah, right? And that's the thing that always hurt Brandon Wimbush in those big games was teams would just say, we're not going to let you run on us. We're going to make you beat us with your arm. USC tried that and Brandon smoked them and that, and then USC had no answers. Miami did the same thing and Brandon wasn't hitting those throws. And we saw what happened, right? right. So, you know, to me, and this is kind of part of what I'm excited about this year. To me, Tyler Buckner, at the very least, at the very least, is gonna be as good as Brandon Wimbush was in 2017. At least, I think he's got a chance to be better because. I think he brings a lot more to the table as a passer than Brandon did by that point in time is his career. And to me, that is, that's the, so that, that's the key, Sean is Brandon was a dynamic player, but in the big games, the best teams can neutralize. If that's all you can do, he's got to be able to, to, because if he can sit back and make plays in his, like if he can go into Columbus and make plays with his arm and Ohio state has to respect that then that enhances his ability to then go make plays with his legs and the design runs and the scrambles. So it's his ability to process information and make good decisions in good time that is going to be the biggest key to Tyler Buckner's success this year. There's no question about it in my opinion. What's your next obstacle? Well, I think the depth that at the it, it kind of ties into. We've already talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's the depth at the skill positions, which we we've discussed. That if if they're healthy at receiver and running back, they're going to be fine. If they're yeah. not, then they're going to get into some issues. Yeah. So the final piece we'll discuss, Sean. To me, is the secondary. Mm-hmm. Now, I expect the secondary to be good this year, Sean. It's going to be a good secondary. It's going to be better than last year's secondary, but good is one thing. <laughs> good enough to compete and win your your biggest games is another thing. Yeah. The secondary will not be a problem for Notre Dame in 9 out of 12 games this year. They won't. How it performs against Ohio State, Clemson and USC and you could even throw BC in there. If you know, the, the reason I don't want to throw BC in there is because the miss, because BC doesn't have USC skill talent after Zay Flowers. And they have similar line issues because they now have to replace all five offensive linemen from last year since Christian Mahogany got hurt. So I just, I don't think BC can hang with Notre Dame in the trenches the way that because of the injuries and all the losses, the way that um, those other teams can, but the the skill talent is you could, you could out, you could play out, play them in the trenches, and, and USC has enough skill to where if you're not at least making some plays in the secondary, they still have a chance to beat you. Same against Ohio State, same against Clemson. So to me, it's not so much the secondary. It's going to be good. It's going to be better. But will it be good enough and make enough plays against Ohio State, against Clemson, against USC to allow Notre Dame to go 2-1 and one in those games? That's going to be the key because that's – look, it, it, you got beat, beat, You got to beat all the teams you're supposed to beat, right? That's something Notre Dame's done a lot of in recent years. But can you then go into a season and say, but we've got to win some of these ones where the talent is equal or maybe we're a little behind? And if the secondary can step up and play, Sean, uh, then I think they can. But if they don't, then and Notre Dame's going to get in a situation where they got to win all three of those games in the shootout or at least two of those three games in the shootout,
2: that makes me a little bit more nervous. Because of some of the other issues we've discussed, well, you know, just the composition of seasons, you always have a game that you didn't expect, a game that was closer than you thought it was be it would be, a game that you had to use your offense rather than your defense to win the game. You know, we expect a lot of points to go up when they face BYU. Mm-hmm. That's what we expect. You know, but BYU. Mm-hmm who knows how that defensive line is going to be. They might have some right. big boys, and they might be able to shut the running game down and force Tyler into certain situations, and Notre Dame has to pull out a close defensive battle. Mm-hmm. This is football. This is why you take the field, right? You play the game, play to win, and you hope to execute, and this mm-hmm. is why you have three phases that impact the game. Right. You know, And we can talk offense. We can talk defense. You know, that special teams Mm -hmm. is is a big question going into fall camp for multiple reasons. And like you said, you know, the defensive backs for me is something that I understand, Mm -hmm. you know, the hesitation for most to kind of feel comfortable and feel good about it. But at the same time, because of the coaching, and because of certain things I saw mm-hmm. when we did get the opportunity to watch the team during the spring. I just really think from a fundamental standpoint, they're going to be prepared as a group, as a group to go out and make vast improvements.
1: Yeah. But that's not the, my concern though, Sean. Yeah. Like I'm not con I. I agree with you hundred percent. My, my concern is will it be enough in those games? You know what I mean. I mean that's at, that's going to be the that that's the and again it's an obstacle. If they gonna, are, then yeah. not can play with them. If they're not, then they're going to be in trouble. And that's that's what I mean. It's not a prediction; that they're going to suck again. It's just that to me could be an obstacle to this to this football team. We're going to find out. Game. We're going to find out very early. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt. Well, I mean, we talked about the big three teams, right? You know. But there's also BC with Zay Flowers, which I mentioned. There's there's Josh Downs at North Carolina. Yeah. You no know, BC's got these. I mean BYU's got these kids that aren't you know that aren't going to go out there necessarily and like run great times at the combine. But those kids know how to get open. They're like you got a bunch of Rico Flores types running around. You know what I mean? Uh, even even the teams that aren't necessarily great teams have some guys that can make plays in the pass game. And if, you know, those games I'm not as worried about because they're not going to give up 40 points to those teams because the secondary is going to be better. Yeah. But you could be a good secondary and get torched by Ohio State. And if USC is what people say they are and their offensive line does anything remotely decent, you know, then 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 they're going to be good enough to where it becomes a bit of an issue if you're not um, – If you're not able to kind of go out there and make some, because you got to make some plays, right? That's a key, Sean. It's it's can you make plays? It's not about you know you because to beat Ohio State, it's not just about don't let them have 450 yards. It's you got to make some stops. You got to make some plays. You got to get the
2: ball. Are they going to be good enough to do that? That that's a bigger question for me. And specifically for the Ohio State game, you know, I will point this out. We've had this discussion. One of the best secondaries I saw last year was the Penn State secondary. Yeah, And I saw it very early on. I, I told you about watching them against Wisconsin and how physically they really couldn't stand up to Wisconsin because Wisconsin mm-hmm. was able to run the ball. But once you got into tight areas where their ability as a secondary right. could really take over, they had great great safety play, great mm-hmm. safety play. The defensive backs, in my opinion, weren't at the same level. Of the safeties, but they what they were asked to do, they were really good at it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the challenge for Notre Dame, right? Especially at the defensive of backs. Like, look, you got camp. This is one thing I can say Cam Hart walking on the field with Cam Hart and Tariq Bracey makes you feel real good. Mm-hmm. The other questions is something we have to wait and see, right. But if they can play, because man, it was not so much that they just lined up with Ohio State mm-hmm. and just ran with them man to man. That that wasn't it. They had right. big physical corners, and what they did was they got after the quarterback and just messed up the timing, right? From a physicality standpoint and right. a coverage standpoint, because they had really good safeties, right? That could hide and disguise. Right. And that's what they use. So, and Penn
1: State didn't have. At the end of the day, Penn State didn't have Notre Dame's front. That that no. was the difference in that game. And so, yeah. you know, with the front you have, it, it's you don't again, you don't have to just go out there and lock them down for four quarters. No. That that's that's not the the standard. Ohio State's going to get their yards. Yeah. You've got to be able to make some plays. You've yeah. got to be able to go out there and say, hey, we're, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to you know we're may give up a player, but don't give up the long touchdowns, like mm-hmm. you said you're going to have a much better shot of force them into field goals than giving up touchdowns. If you can Absolutely. make sure you're tackling inside the 15. Absolutely. Right. You just can't get into situations where you're allowing yourself to get, to give up those, those big plays. Yeah. And that's the key for me. So, I mean, those are my three obstacles, Sean. I mean, and there's always like little things if you can't run them. I and mean, those are obvious. Right. But just yeah. as far as the things that are, that are concerns about where this thing is, Those are all the things. Was there any other kind of obstacles that really pop out? I mean, you could say like top of the top, the top quality, the top of your schedule and all that. But I kind of feel like it's whether or not you're, you're on top of your game or not is really the question there.
2: No, I think the only obstacle for this team will be. uh, Health is so freakish Mm -hmm. in football with it being a violent sport, like. Anything. Just look at the way Tyler Buckner twisted his ankle Mm -hmm. against Virginia Tech. That was just like something like that could happen. And the next thing you know, you know, it's Drew Pine's team for like a month. Right. So outside of everything we talked about. No, just, you know, understanding that. Something weird is going to happen. Sure. (laughs) Something weird is going to happen every college football season and hopefully the more than likely or more than most you get the bounces yeah. to go your way
3: mypatriotsupply.com.